Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. What is up? How's it going? I am back and we are back. Welcome to APR. That's the Annexation of Puerto Rico podcast. We are the football podcast giving you all the ins and outs of every single upcoming NFL game this week. We're giving our picks for each of every game. We're flying through some of the uh, some of the shittier ones and uh, diving into the good ones. Let's be real. Uh, we make some best bets. We have a little something something for you fantasy GMs out there. But we are heading into week eight of this NFL seasons. We've got the Raider, the Raiders and the Ravens on buys. We don't get to uh, listen to Eddie much this week, but uh, we got to make yeah, sure we should have taken the week setups. off. <laughs> we got to get listen to those fantasy setups. Um, and if you need a little extra insight, make sure to check out Raider Eddie on the Taproom Sports Fantasy Podcast for all those booms and busts of the week action. I'm your host, Big Ball and Ben Larson, back from the short-term IL. I mean, we know Goodell sucks, so, um, you know, he let me come back early. Didn't have to wait that 10 days. But we got Jordan stacks on stacks on stacks. Let's Let's go. Eddie here. How y'all doing tonight? Good. I mean, again, like I said, it feels like a week off, dude. I don't got anything to really watch (laughs) on Sunday. I get the rest of my vocal cords. My neighbors don't have to get pissed off at me for one weekend. It'll be a quick episode. Got to think of something to do. (laughs) You know, my, my team plays on Thursdays. So it's like, I kind of get the weekend off too, except for college football. So that's kind of cool. I guess, even though I'll still watch football, it doesn't matter who's on. Obviously well, of course I'm watching football yep. degenerate. I'll be gambling on like every game because I stink. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, tonight we're being sponsored by Tavour, so make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app. Use promo code TAPROOM when signing up to get $10 off that first purchase of $25 or more. I see beers in your hands. What are you guys drinking tonight? So I'm, uh, you know, mix it up a little bit. We got something local here to the Reno Sparks area. It's from Lead Dog Brewing. Lead Dog's good. Lead Dog is fantastic, dude. It's a Citrus Solo IPA. definitely a fan because my biggest problem with ipas is the ipa aftertaste i know a lot of people like that i'm not a huge fan uh so for me i think the citrus kind of dilutes that aftertaste a little bit i taste more of the orange more of the uh citrusy Mm. effect that they're going for and i love it it's fantastic beer don't do dry hops that's what gets you is that uh that extra Mm. hoppiness to it you're you're probably getting those mosaic those citra hops in there in the original brew of it which is it's just what you like so stick to those um yeah Yeah, don't do those those dry hops uh jordan what are you drinking i'm drinking a no request it's an imperial style with coffee toasted coconut and kiss cacao nibs cacao how do you say that yeah cacao Cacao nibs cacao cacao Uh, it's from short throw brewing company in collaboration with 
Three Sons Brewing Company. So this is out of North Haven, Connecticut. I've never had a beer from either of these two brewing companies. Nice. But this stout is extra dark. Yeah, it looks like motor oil. That's for sure. And it definitely, you could taste like the the espresso flavors, the chocolate flavors. So, I mean, nice. so far so good. And Ben, you know, I hate fucking, I hate fucking hate coconut, dude. Yeah. Yep. So, and I don't taste any coconut in this. Nice. Hell yeah. So far. So I'm going a little bit different here. I'm going from a brewing company. So this is 10 Barrel Brewing. They're out of uh, Bend, Oregon. But uh, this is their classic margarita. Uh, so it's made with tequila, oh. triple, triple sec. Um, comes in at 9%. So it's a little bit uh, a little bit higher of a percentage than um, you know most beers are coming. But um, How many calories? I don't know. It's not listed on here. Because I know you're over there counting calories, dude. Oh, yeah. Question. Got to do what I got to do. Yeah. There Question. You go. What is the IBV rating? IBU. IBU um, rating. Sorry. So that's My the bad. international bitterness unit. So how bitter the beer is going to be. So the like higher the... you get, the the more bitter it's going to be. Oh, okay. Got it. No. Did not know. Yep. Hey, look at hey, we learn something new every day. There we go. Right. That's <laughs> what I'm here for, dude. You know, if you can't take anything from my picks from last week because they were atrocious, except for my best <laughs> bet, at least take in the fact Both that your least best I want to learn from beers. Both my, hey, I've been hot on the best bets. Dude. I'm just going to my hey, you just you happen to pick the, the two games, correct? Which is, uh, you know, that's a, a testament to you because you find your two best bets and you you hit them. I, on the other hand, cannot say that because I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean these are also obvious, opposite. These are also at least uh, at least mine. I'm betting you know football on uh, you know on tap room. So these could be our third, fourth bets for uh, for where we have on. Uh, get real, dude. I'm betting if my line. daughter trips down the stairs, dude. I'm fucking throwing lines out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, well, damn, that's crazy. Hopefully, <laughs> for your sake, gambler? she doesn't trip down the steps. Yeah, so she hasn't, dude. I'm killing ER. it right now, dude. Is a broken arm like plus two thousand or? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, shit, it's we got to move mi- on. I, it's it's really <laughs> like minus 2,000. We're in dangerous territory out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so let's uh, let's move into football. We got uh, – I mean, we got to recap what we did last week. Um, I no, we don't. win zero for zero. Uh, Eddie took a, a, a sub-500 day uh, going four for nine. Jordan took a light sub-500 day going six for seven. Um Again, it doesn't really matter because I wasn't there. We can't uh, we can't really hold it against uh, our whole. I think we should just there. count it all. Yeah, <laughs> the week is just getting scrapped. We were pretending like it never even happened. There we go. There we go. That's I'm a good segue into our next topic. Yeah, and talking about uh, a week, months, a year that never really happened. Uh, we got to talk about Goodell's uh, addressing the public today. So we're recording this on Tuesday, a, a day earlier than we normally do. But uh, we had Goodell come out and uh, and and make an address because all of the owners are meeting uh, this weekend or sorry this week, and um, you know the first thing we got to talk about is this email gate. So, oh man, there was a lot to to kind of cover on this. But um, let's start it off with you know two questions um, that uh, that Goodell uh, had from the media today, and the first was um, kind of around you know Dan Snyder and how if he has been held accountable for his findings and Goodell's quote, and I want to read this before we get into uh, what you guys think about this is um, I do think he's been held accountable. I think the organization has been held accountable. I think they have, uh, they, I think we gave them an unprecedented fine, which is 10 million for its highly unprofessional environment. 
And he also stated that Dan Snyder has not been involved with the organization for now almost four months. We are obviously focused more on making sure that policies, some that were put in place prior to the investigation uh, coming out of it were put in place and that they will be maintained and that we can ensure that this will never, uh, that this will happen in the organization talking about the policies. And, um, you know, when, when talking about the, uh, the reason for not putting out the actual, I guess, uh, the findings and only doing a summary, uh, he was stated that, um, you know, it's because some of the Washington football team employees were guaranteed anonymity uh, in cooperating with the Wilkinson uh, investigation and protecting that anonymity is uh, why the report won't go public. So first and foremost, do you think Dan Snyder was, uh, you know, has been held accountable? And then uh, what are your thoughts about them not going public with this? No, he hasn't been held accountable. He still owns the team. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and they haven't been held accountable. No one's been held accountable. The only person that was held accountable was Gruden. You know what I mean? Like Gruden's name was supposed to be left anonymous as well, but they leaked that. So don't tell me that you can't redact the names of the people that came forward and release the information. Redaction you're, is a hell of a drug. Let's right. talk about that. It's, you're full of shit, dude. Yep. This, whole, this whole conversation is dumb from the beginning. Like there was the fact that they have the people that are filing the investigation, the ones that are in the conversation coming out and saying, hey, we want you to release these records, mm-hmm. clearly shows that they don't care if their name's in there, right? Like. Well, we can't, we can't. It's just a scam, dude. The, the if, 15 people were the ones who signed this letter that went to the owners today. So, you know, of the 150 people, 10 of them were, were listed on this letter that says we want this out. So we can't, we can't generalize that everybody wants their name out there, but still you know, we're looking at 10% that you know, put in today. Redact them. It's basically what they're saying too about Dan Snyder. It's just like, like put in like, let's put in real life terms, not football related. Oh, He's been abusive to his wife for the last 10 years, but you know what? For the last five months, he's been really good about it. So, you know what? We're just going to brush it under the rug. Mm. That's the way it feels, dude. Like you, it, they're trying to tell the American people, the people that watch the NFL, that love the NFL, like we're smarter than you. You're just going to pretend this doesn't exist in three weeks when your team's in a playoff run. That's the way this Maybe. whole thing feels to me. It feels like the NFL thinks they're the smartest dude in the room. Well, I think. Yeah, I don't disagree with that entirely. I think I would just preface it differently in the fact that they released John Gruden's information. Why? Who's the who's like the brokest owner in the NFL? Mark Davis. Mark Davis. By far. They tried to get Mark Davis to sell a majority of his team to Larry Ellison before he agreed to move to Nevada. His move to Nevada was basically, you know, the rest of the league didn't want him to do it. And there was no way they were letting the Raiders move to LA with the Rams financing the stadium because the Raiders are the biggest team in LA. They still are to this day, even though the Rams and chargers are both in LA, the Raiders are the biggest team in LA. There was no way the owners were going to allow uh, the Raiders to move to LA, even though the Rams Stan Kroenke was going to finance the stadium. To me, this is like, they threw John Gruden's name and all that information out there publicly because they wanted to take focus off of Dan Snyder and the Washington football team. And we're like, Hey, maybe if everyone turns their attention to the Raiders, it'll force us to do something about the Raiders. But I think Mark Davis handled it right. Got John Gruden to leave early rather than a power struggle there. 
and therefore, you know, they're not going to force him to sell. I do think that this needs to be let out publicly because none of us know what was yeah. said. The only people that know are the, the people that were in the investigation and the NFL. And obviously the NFL works for the owners. Uh, Goodell works for Dan Snyder. He works for Mark Davis too. But if you have a majority of owners against one guy compared to the other guy, because obviously Snyder has money. I feel like a lot of the owners are against Mark Davis because he's like an outside, he's an outcast to them. He's broke to them. He's like the poor kid on in, in school. You know what I mean? He's a smelly kid. Unfortunately, even though he's worth 500 million, that's broke to NFL owners. Yeah. So I think that that has a lot to do with this. Well, and I think, uh, you know, something we have to look at as well is that they did give a $10 million fine for highly unprofessional environment. What was actually going on that that caused a $10 million, you know, fine? What was going on that you needed to interview 150 people within the organization and look at over 6 million documents, whether it was emails or memos throughout the company, or if it was, you know, anything that was printed? Bro, I'm telling you, the reason why they don't want this let go is because there's a lot of dudes involved in this. Oh, 100%. With a lot of dirt. And I think that it would... uh, it would cost the NFL to sell like six or seven teams probably at this point. Yeah. Yep. Well, and now with the, uh, the government getting, uh, you know, their foot in the door and, you know, wanting to see this information to make sure that there isn't any malpractice going on. You know, I think that's going to be a, a, a big push for us actually finding out because if this but- does go to trial, then yeah, but the problem is the NFL and the, see all this. the owners. I mean, Ben, you're talking about 30, 31 of the wealthiest people in the country. And then you're talking about Mark Davis, the world, even 31 of the most wealthiest people in the world, bro. They will easily be able to fight any fucking U.S. appointed um, uh, attorney, dude. These Senator guys don't have... Uh, and house members on the I mean, committee. I mean, we're, we're talking, this is a, a literal government push. We've got the ex. My only uh, problem is the government has more shit to worry about at this point. Uh, yeah, but they they want to I don't need, I don't need my tax dollars. I don't need my, I don't need my tax dollars going to this dude. Well, yeah, but that's where our tax dollars are going to go. Like this is the, right. you know, this is the, you know, something Gross. that appeases a lot of Americans. So they're going to make sure that this yeah. is. Hey, maybe gonna... even maybe even Mark Davis is in on this because there's some shit he said. And he was like, yo, I don't want to sell the team. So let's yeah, just. Right, dude. Let's that make dude's been hanging out at P.F. Chang's for fucking years, dude. He ain't fucking sending emails to Bruce Allen. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, <laughs> well, I maybe not Bruce thing... Allen, but you could be sending emails to Snyder. And like Ben That's said, not... they, they got every email, you know, written in that organization uh you know time. you know mark davidson in the good boys club dude like come on now like yeah he's, no, he's probably not you know what i'm saying he's, that's why no, he's, he's at pf chains yeah. um does he really that, hanging out at pf chains oh yeah there's like pictures not now i don't know about now but like before he used to just sit at a pf chains on his computer for hours dude that was what mark davis did every day He's the man. I mean, Peter Chang's got some great fucking uh, lettuce wraps. Dude. Yeah, the lettuce. That's wraps true. Are That's bomb. lettuce wraps yep. are bomb. I, I agree <laughs> with you there. Uh, but the other thing too, like 
with the Lawrence Smith, right? The NFLPA, you know, executive, he was up for re-election at the same time of these Gruden emails, right? I think this initially was to keep him in his position at the NFLPA because he was able to get the owners exactly what they wanted for nothing in getting a 17th game. And for what? Like the players got blind robbed out of that deal, right? So you add, you keep him in power. I think that's what this whole thing initially was about. And it kind of spiraled out of control for the NFL. And this is just their way of like covering it up. Like we got to put an end to it. The NFL PA is literally the worst union in all of professional sports. Like by far, dude, it's not even close, dude. Yeah, because these guys are handpicked and they keep them in there. You know what I'm saying? All right. Another uh, item that uh, Goodell addressed in the, uh, the, the kind of press conference here was uh, something that Jordan and I talked about on Taproom this week, and that was Deshaun Watson. Um, Goodell was asked about the situation, and he stated that, uh, and this is quoted, obviously the police have their investigating, uh, and we don't have access to all that information at this point. We pride ourselves on not interfering with that and being as cooperative as we can in order to get all the facts. I think that process is still ongoing until that process is not ongoing and we have enough data and enough information to make that determination on whether he should uh, go on the commissioner's exempt. We do not feel that we have the necessary information at this point. I told you, Ben. I told you, bro. I told you. All the other guys that went on the commissioner's exempt list, there's videos of them doing the shit that they are accused of doing. There's nothing. This is all he said, she said. Yes, he does have, you know, 32, civil, 32 civil cases against him, but it's civil. It's 22 not criminal. Civil, 22 civil and 10 criminal. So, yes, he does have civil case, but the, criminal the, the, cases. But he has not him. been charged with anything yet. He has not been charged criminally with anything. Not a single crime has he been charged with. Indictments, yes, but you have to have the the you know the the case, the court case. But he hasn't been charged. You have to that. get charged before it goes to court. He has not been charged with a crime. He has not been put in handcuffs. He has not been charged with anything. So the NFL is they're they're basically not getting involved because they don't want to make a precedent going forward. Because anything people can come out of the woodworks and say, hey. So-and-so did this to me, and that opens up a floodgate, dude. If you punish Deshaun Watson for that going forward, dude, it's it's just going to open up floodgates. It's going to be dangerous territory, which is why I said until he's criminally found or even in a civil lawsuit, if he's found guilty, that's when the NFL is going to step in and say, hey, even if he gets charged, if he gets arrested for a crime, the NFL will step in and put him on the commissioner's exempt list. They'll say, hey, man, you are literally you are arrested for a crime. And until you're proven innocent, we cannot allow you to play. But he hasn't even been arrested yet. So that's why I think that they're stepping away. And I said before, the fact that teams are willing to trade for him means that they have enough information. These are billion dollar companies. Well, we, do, we don't know yet that yet. We've got a week left to know if teams True. are actually going to be you know, in this because uh, but like, the fact that there's like chatter all, means that somebody's interested. I mean, the, the two teams that they're, they're posting that are interested are the ones that were interested before all of this came out in, in that you have Miami and you have Carolina and those are so both you, teams that wanted them beforehand. I think this is just people bringing up. I mean, you know, you know, media, they want to get a story. They will manipulate things to get us yeah, somebody's leaking so i don't them necessarily the story know because they're saying like well yeah but no but we saying... know that this was that these two teams like this is why we aren't seeing any new teams coming out 
was because these were the two teams that were interested in him. Before. Right, but then Tua comes oh, yeah, out yeah. and says, like, yeah, you know, they told me about this, and, like, I just have to keep doing what I do. Like, Tua said that from his own two lips last week. So the coaching he, staff has come to them, come to him, and basically said pretty much that, I mean, I can't say this for sure, but it sounds more so that the coaching staff has told him, like, yes, we are looking into trading for Deshaun Watson, but you need to go out there and do what you can do. Well, I mean, Flores is coming out into the public and saying no to us, our, co- our, our quarterback. Well, plus, too, they have to address it to Tua after it's been out there. You can't just, like, pretend, even if you didn't do it, pretend like it didn't happen, right? So Tua can easily just turn around and say, like, I mean, he's yeah, had two of his better me. games. They might as well keep saying, yeah, bro, we're trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. That, Maybe that'll help him play better. Maybe, dude, but he stinks. And it's also the two teams, <laughs> like, the worst quarterbacks in the league as the ones that they bring up. Adam Schefter's trying to get, like, back in good graces with the world because of the bullshit that came out with the Washington football team emails, right? So, of course, Schefter's going to leak this shit. Uh, and on top of that, like this whole Watson thing is just lazy NFL work, in my opinion. They had him on the Texans. The Texans said, we're not going to trade him. We're not going to play him. Don't worry. You don't have to do anything. We're not going to do anything with him. And now the Texans are so bad. They're like, why are we going to help out the NFL when we need to get better as a franchise? So let's look into trading him. And now the NFL is like, oh, well, we, we got to do something now. Uh, we don't have all the information. Uh, you know, we got to we're going to wait for well, the- he was asked yeah. about it. He's got to say that. All right. They don't they, have the information. They could if have you look the at the NFL, dude. They could have had this information long ago. dude. No, but nobody has the information. That's a problem. Is so that they this say. is all. Well, well if, the, if, if, with if Houston PD Houston had PD. the, if they had all this information, they would have arrested him already and charged him with something, but they well, haven't charged 30, him with anything. You've got 32 counts that Civil you have to go cases. into. Civil and, okay, well, let's not forget about the 10 uh, right, uh, criminal. They, yeah, but like, that's he's a lot been, of information. That's a lot asked, of research that you have to go into. That's a lot of right, digging. It is, but. You can't just be like, oh, it's tomorrow. all he said, yeah, she said. There's no video. Yeah. Right. There There's no a, video but, or anything that's like, this guy is guilty, which is why right. people get put on the commissioner's exemplars. Cream Hunt kicked a fucking girl. We saw it on video. Ray Rice punched his fucking wife. We saw that on video. And Ezekiel Elliott grabbed some girl's boobs in the middle of a fucking club. And we saw that on video. Like, we've seen those videos. We have no video evidence of what Deshaun Watson did. It's all he said, she said. It's who do you believe over who? And that's a tough case to break down, dude. Right. And the other, and I think too, and this is like the last thing I'm going to really be mentioning about this is the NFL has to protect the anonymity of the people involved in the conversation. So they can't <laughs> release any further information. So until they're able to, they won't, they're not going to say anything. They're just going to brush it under the rug. Fair enough. Yep. Good, Good closing right there, Eddie. Yep. <laughs> All right, and there we have it. We're going to move on. Um, so we've got, a, we've got a Thursday night football game. Um, we've got an interesting one now because we've got a million people on the COVID list. Um, Yikes. For one team. For one team, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a little interesting here. We've got, uh, we've got the Packers uh, going into Arizona to play the Cardinals. Um, I'm kind of surprised here because Cardinals are sitting at six and a half points, uh, point favors. Um, Over-under is sitting at 50 and a half. But with you know the whole wide receiver crew um, and what like four other Packers players out, why are we still sitting at at uh, six and a half? 
Aaron Rodgers. They are banking on the public seeing that Aaron Rodgers is getting six and a half points and probably putting money down on it. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Which is the Packers' weakness? (laughs) What's that? What's up? You you stopped there for you said that and then you oh, stopped. Oh my bad. My internet probably went all crazy. Gotcha. Um, where did I uh, get frozen? You said yeah. uh, they're baking Wait. on the public putting down money on Aaron Rodgers, which is a great point. And then he like that's froze, and, and I was like, Oh, that's about to make Dude, I had so and then many like, good points after. And then he stopped. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by my internet. Um, they're betting on they're betting on the public getting giving points to Rodgers and and putting money down on it. Secondly, the Cardinals aren't the best running team, which is the Packers' weakness. Now, they can run the ball. I'm not saying they can't, but they're obviously going to throw first, right? Um, and then three, go back to my first point. They're banking on the public putting a ton of money on the Packers. I don't think the public is as high on the Cardinals as they should be. Uh, the Cardinals have been the best team in football. They deserve to be labeled as the best team in football up to this point uh, coming off a short week, but they are home for that short week. Home. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So you get that bonus of not having to travel. The Packers have to travel across country, I think today or tomorrow. If they're, you know, yes, you get the extra three hours, but still you're still traveling across country then playing football literally the next day. And, you know, their number one weapon is going to be out in Adams. Uh, Valdez Scanling is now has been listed as out with COVID. Um, just a lot of uh, wide receiver question marks uh, that you have going into this week. I personally can't see the Packers uh, covering and even with the six and a half. On oh, you see the Packers covering the six and a half? No, no, I don't see it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you, dude. I like the. Cardinals here I thought the I thought when the line first came out that you know I thought it would auto, automatically take the Packers um, until Devontae Adams and then you get uh, Lazard going down too and I mean fucking uh, Aaron Rodgers throws a quarter of his passes to Devontae Adams and a third of his yards go to Devontae yeah. Adams so without Devontae Adams, you're talking about who's he going to rely on here. And it's going to be Tanyan and it's going to be Martez uh, Valdez Scanting. But the Cardinals on the flip side, I mean, they've been one of the best defenses against the pass all season long. And then you take away the Packers two best wide receivers too. I mean, this could be dangerous, mm-hmm. bro. This could be very dangerous. Cardinals top 10 against the rush too. So the Packers ain't going to be able to run the ball. Yes, the Cardinals don't rush the ball very much, but they do run the ball well when they need to. I mean, they ran for over 125 yards against the Rams. They ran for over 100 yards against the Browns, who are the third-ranked defensive DVOA against the rush. So I think that this could be this could be a disastrous game, dude. Jair mm-hmm. Alexander on the IR for the Packers, who, their, who was their best uh, cornerback. Kevin King questionable, but he sucks, dude. Their worst graded cornerback played for two games. Really <laughs> He's not good, dude. That's Packer fans too. Like they hate that guy. They would the Packers defense improved when he went on the IR. There's no question about it. So I think this is uh I think the six and a half is generous 
for the Packers, dude. I think this should be a seven, seven and a half, eight type game, dude. It should be more than a possession for the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals here. They prove themselves. They beat the Rams. They beat everybody, dude. They beat the Browns without a head coach, without four starting defensive linemen. They won that game, dude, against the number one rush defense or against the number one rush team in the league. I mean, Cardinals are a dangerous team, bro, and they're not getting any respect here. Yeah, I can see that too. And like one crazy stat is that under pressure, Aaron Rodgers is actually one of the worst quarterbacks in football this year. Uh, His QBR uh, under pressure, when you get at least one guy in that's hitting him, at least as a minimum, uh, is only 35%, is a 35% QBR. Uh, so it's pretty abysmal, dude, if you look at it that way. And the Cardinals have had no problem getting to the quarterback. They're actually getting to the quarterback at a 25% clip. So one of every four dropbacks, they're hitting the quarterback, right? So you got to think. pretty fucking good. It's, it's really good. It's actually eighth in the league if uh, when I was looking at it. So uh, yeah, that's eighth in the league? Yeah, believe that wow. or not. Um, we got to think you also got like teams that like blitz on every fucking play cover zero on third and 20 Ravens. Uh, but then, right. So, um, but my point is now you're cutting Aaron Rodgers down, right? So now he's only got three out of four pass attempts that he's going to actually be really effective. And on those three plays, now you only have like, who's he going to throw to Tunyon? Uh, he's going to throw to, um, Lazard, right? I think like there's, there's not really many options. Not Lazard is out. Lazard's out too. Yeah, yeah. Lazard's out. Was, yep. He just got oh, put on Jesus. today. Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> dude, this is a joke at six and a half. Yeah. Yep. All right. So That's your analysis, Ben. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys said it. Um, I was. Uh, I mean, I was. I was going Cardinals this ball. Um, it's just. It's like I said earlier. It's just too much of a, you know, of a hit and you know, that's the, the Packers offense is, you know, pushed towards the offense and I'm sorry, pushed towards the long ball and just push you know, towards Adams. Yeah. <laughs> like, and dude, he's, he's basically their offense. Yeah. Your third, fourth string is not, I'm sorry. Fourth, fifth string is not going to do anything for you. Um, so, I mean, you guys said it all. There's no question there. I do have right. a best bet in this game though. It's Cardinals first quarter because it's going to be very important for the Cardinals to get up very quickly and take away the run game, take away Aaron Jones, take away AJ Dillon and make Aaron Rodgers throw it to whoever he has out there. I think it's very important for the Cardinals to get out to a rush. I would definitely hammer Cardinals first quarter here, which would probably be like minus two and a half, maybe even minus one and a half. That was going to say probably a little lower if I'd had to guess. First quarters are usually pretty low. They're usually like minus. Usually the head yeah. of heavy favorites like minus one and a half. Right. All right. So let's move on to our next game then. Um, we're all on Cardinals there. So let's move on to one that might be a little bit different. We've got the Panthers heading into Atlanta. Um, right now, Atlanta is a three point favor being at home. Uh, so getting all those points, neutral field, zero point differential. It's a pick them over under sitting at 46 points, 46 points. Jordan, I know you love the Panthers. Where are you going with that? <laughs> Dude, I'm not going on the I'm not going Panthers. Here, I mean, you love bro. their quarterback. I right don't anymore, dude. Right I I re dude, right I renounced I renounced my Sam Darnold apologist to me this did. last week. Yeah, I know. He did it on Tapper too. 
So I'm I'm all over the Falcons here, dude. I think Falcons should be honestly like a four, four and a half point favorite here. The Falcons have been playing really good football as of late, dude. They're coming off, you know, two strong games, even some games they lost, dude. Like they played re- really well against Tampa for three and a half quarters. You know what I mean? That they gave up three touchdowns in a row. But, you know, Eddie and I talked about it last week. The Falcons are starting to get Kyle Pitts way more involved. And that's what you have to do. He's a generational talent. You start getting him involved, you start winning. What a shocker, right? Well, but look, look who they've been winning against, though. Miami, the Jets, and the Giants. I mean, dude, the Panthers are on that level, too. Dude, the Panthers just got waxed by the Giants. They didn't just lose to the Giants. They got their ass fucking beat by the Giants. Yeah, true. That's true. Like, yeah, they that's it. And they're one of those bad teams, dude, at this point, until further notice. Yeah, and dude, they their three wins were against the Jets, the Saints, and the Texans. Like the Saints, I guess you can consider that being that a, was a good win, win, dude. They were yeah, the yeah, number one. Was... They were the number one DVOA overall team after that week, heading into Week Three against the Texans. Right now, guess what their number number overall DVOA is? Thirty three, twenty six. 26 in the league DVOA. They stink, dude. 30th on offense, bro. Dude, this team stinks. Like, the defense is fine, right? But it's not a defense that's going to win you games. It's a defense that if you're able to generate a lead, they can hold the other team down. And Sam Darnold is awful. He's the worst-rated quarterback on PFF, uh, and that includes a league of rookies. Um, And that offense is a joke. Like an absolute 100% joke. Like you take Christian McCaffrey out of the game and it's like they're just running around chickens with their heads cut off. Dude, they have no idea what they're doing on the field. But Darnold's missing receivers by yards, not like inches, but yards. He's not throwing to the open guys. Like, well, he's it's the offensive line is terrible. The only thing yeah. that I mean, there's only so many. The only problem I have with that argument, dude, is there's only so many years I can t- say Sam Donald's offensive line stinks. Well, well no, this offensive line does. Suck. He has been on a, on a shitty, shitty offensive line teams. Like, there's no yeah, question. This about offensive that. line the is Jets terrible. It sucked. And this offensive matter, line dude. that he has in Carolina has. Eddie, they, look at they the do. PFF. Absolutely they does do. matter. It absolutely do does matter. But, dude, the Panthers are a bad football team. They haven't done anything. That's they fine. Have done nothing that to is make me absolutely think that fine. they're going to ever win a game for the rest of the year until McCaffrey comes back. Dude, Eddie Once McCaffrey comes back. Carolina's left tackle, 69th out of 70th PFF. Their yeah, left guard. The offensive line's terrible, dude. I agree. But it's the end of the day. You but can't go out and put three points against the Giants. No, you're right, dude. And that's why it's like, it's almost like, dude, like you have to hammer the Falcons here. The only thing I do think yeah, that yeah, benefits the the Panthers is that defensively they're really good against the pass, but they're terrible against the run, but the Falcons don't run the ball well. So that could benefit the Panthers. That's, that's the only thing that would make me take Panthers. Everything else tells me Falcons, 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 Falcons. Yeah. I'm taking the Falcons. I mean, I, that's a given, I think at this point. I think because they're at home and this is basically a pick them, I think you have to take, like, mathematically, you just have to take the Falcons, right? Minus three, unless it goes any higher. Yeah, I think three is like perfect, right? Like, it, I feel like this is going to be like a three. Yeah, if it was game, like three and a half, I'd probably take the Panthers. Yeah. Like, what, what tells agree. us on, what tells us on, 
equal field that these are these two are the exact same yeah yeah they both stink <laughs> yeah but i mean i'd probably honestly say the falcons are like slightly better on well, a flip of a coin Pitts. i'd probably give them like 55 percent over 50 i'd I say think... the offense of the falcons is a little bit better than yeah than a little the defense but the Shit, defense dude, of that, the defense that of offense the without Carolina christian McCaffrey. than yeah but the carolina Bro, they just scored three points against the giants man <laughs> like what are we doing here? They benched Sam Darnold because he was playing so fucking bad. Now that's a that is a good question though. They benched Sam Darnold. Does that does that spark a fire under yeah. his ass, dude? That's what that's, I'm. I'm that's a great question. That is a great question. Did we take that into consideration? Because that's hard to handicap, dude. Like, how do we quantify that? I don't. Not for Darnold. Because Darnold looked good when he had Christian McCaffrey, and I said this to Ben on, on tap room. You know, maybe McCaffrey does make up for a lot of the offensive line issues because he's such a good receiver out of the backfield. He he's just a an elusive type runner. Oh, he he changes the game. He absolutely changes the game. He changes the game and, and how it's played by Carolina. So taking him out of the the you know equation here makes them a completely different offense. But I mean, you've had Chubber, Chubber Hubbard for how it doesn't many matter. weeks, dude? It doesn't matter. Like you've had him, you have to it doesn't matter. Because Hubbard's been able so to run. Much better. CMC is so yeah. much better. Because he's so much he has better as a pass, uh, pass yeah, catcher. Yeah, because he has that option. And you, you, mm-hmm. he's, he's a dual threat there. He isn't just going to run the ball. You have to worry about him and his hands. He's in, like Alvin Kamara. Yeah. So Agreed. you, I mean, it's, this is a completely different offense and probably something that they didn't plan for in the off season. So well, this is probably new, new territory. You never, you never want to plan for your sure. top guys going down. Yeah. Yeah. And being a, you know, a run first, more so of a run first offense instead of a run pass offense. They yeah. should so, just punt on first down, dude. <laughs> I mean, on Sunday, it probably would have done <laughs> yeah. better, dude. I'm going to go against you guys. I'm going to go Carolina here. Yeah. I think this is a, a comeback game for them. And, you know, the, uh, pretty much a resurgence saying like, yeah, no, you know what? We've lost four straight now. We've lost four fucking straight after mm-hmm. coming off of three. We need a W here. We should have got it last week against the Giants. Now we have a, just a shitty team to play against in Atlanta. And they've got to get it here. Yep. Uh, I think I'm on auto fade on the Panthers until McCaffrey comes back. And, but you're not auto fade on Atlanta. <laughs> like, no, not, not against Atlanta's the Panthers. Won like three in a row. One of them two in a row against the Once Jets they, and the Dolphins. So true. They haven't. They if you look at it too, both these teams have played two of the softest schedules so far this year. Carolina's thirty first in the, the league. Falcons, honestly, they were they were beating the Bucks until the fourth quarter, dude. But they lost. But uh, I they get what you said. Twenty three. But well, yeah, because they scored twenty one in a row, dude. But I think still Sam Darnold is not Tom Brady. All right. That's for sure. 100%, <laughs> exactly. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. All right so, so Eddie and I are both on the Falcons, Ben. Yep. I'm going Panthers here. I'm going Panthers here. We're going to fly through this game, this next game here. Um, it, this is going to be a bloodbath, absolute bloodbath. Mm-hmm. We've got the Bills uh, <laughs> hosting the Dolphins in Buffalo. Um, right now we have 13 and a half points. Uh, so fairly big, uh, fairly big spread here over under sitting at 49 and a half. I mean, I'm I'm gonna call you stupid right now if you go against the Bills on this one. Um, but what about that over under? You think over or under 49 and a half? 
probably take the over just because the Bills might get like 42, 43 I was points. I 44, yeah. They've, <laughs> they beat the shit out of bad teams. And honestly, dude, they dominated that game against the Titans. Like, it's yep. it's a miracle the Titans won that game. They played that game out of 10 times. The Bills win the next nine, dude. Yeah. And they still put up 31 points there. So, nope. Yeah, Bills are winning. This is yeah. dumb. No question. <laughs> and a half points there. Like, they shouldn't even play, dude. Like, yeah. I know, like, the whole, like, any given Sunday thing. Not this Sunday. Yeah. not this sunday <laughs> all right we're going to uh we're going to look at the 49ers going into chicago to play the bears uh niners are three point favors here over under sitting at a whopping 39 and a half <laughs> this might be the lowest over under i've seen in a long time yeah i mean it's it's fitting because both these offenses suck and the niners defense sucks too so i'm going to take I don't love this bet by any stretch of the imagination, but give me the home team plus three. No way. I don't the love home Justin. dog. Really? Shocker. Home no way. Dog, dude. Give Niners me the home offense dog. is so much better. It, they would have played at least a decent game if it wasn't pouring with 40 mile an hour gusts. You know, this you don't know that though. The any Indianapolis I mean, Colts defense would playing better. Yeah, but the, it wasn't that. It was. It, it wasn't was Jimmy like G the dropping the ball. It was right. It was like, all the fumbles, dude. You can't hold yeah. on to that wet football, dude. They had what like three, four fumbles in that game. Well, get bigger hands. Yeah, that's dude, your answer to that? everything. That's yeah, your answer put to him everything. In a fucking, right? The the James didn't turn dude. the ball over in the fucking Saints because uh, he went Seahawks three and team. out every fucking drive, dude. Doesn't matter. He wasn't on the field long enough to turn it over. Carson Wentz had turnovers in that game. Well, to be honest, Jameis made some beautiful throws in that game, dude, but his receivers suck. And we'll get to this later. I would agree. I would agree. Four turnovers there. They won't have another four turnovers in a 55 degree. Chicago's defense is good. Chicago's defense just got fucking annihilated last week. By one of the best offenses in the league. And I think think another big problem with. Another big problem with the 49ers is what they have to they and I'm sure that they're working on right now is uh, their cornerbacks taking what was it like a hundred yards in um, in pass interference calls, um, mm-hmm. which yeah, but their deep their defensive backs have sucked all year. Why is that going to change tomorrow? Not that bad. Well, they haven't no, sucked that bad. They haven't had four uh, yeah. four pass interference calls for you know at least twenty to forty yards per that um you know that are, are going to literally change the game like that right and you remember dude like i know what the final score says but it was only a one score game for like the longest time right they had that deep ball at the end of the game that yep. pushed it to a 12 point like, it was a competitive game so it's not like they what, got against blown the colts out by the, yeah. yeah they didn't get blown out yeah maybe. but i mean like dude that's a game you're at home you're one in seven in your last eight home games right i mean dude but the colts the are playing Niners a lot are, better too the, they are, and the Niners just aren't that good either. They're overrated. Their head coach should be on the hot seat, but he, for some reason he'll keep his job because everyone thinks he's like some fucking wonder boy or some well, shit. It's because he's had to deal he with a lot all of all the excuses. He's so. every excuse in the book, yep. dude. Oh, man, every I love this hate. Excuse. I love this hate. Bro, any no. uh, dude, look at all these always, other coaches. Always have, Mike Tomlin, always have, and that's Mike Tomlin had fan. fucking Duck Hodges <laughs> as his quarterback and went eight and eight in one of the toughest divisions. Oh, in football. Jordan, I've known you for how long, and you've always had a hate for the Niners. You've always, had I a do, hate but for it's Giants, logical. You've always like, had a hate I'm, for the Warriors. So, dude, but hey, God, like, hey, God, the Duck Hodges comment—they got to play the Bengals and the Browns when they both fucking sucked. So that was four instant wins. He just had to win four of the games. That's not bro, a valid fucking argument, dude. 
and they still have one of the best defense in football. Like the Niners this year, they've had one of the tougher schedules. So is, does Jimmy G year. suck or what? Because that's yes, what it, Jimmy does. Kyle G- Shan- yeah, he does. All right, because that's Jimmy what everyone's like. Suck. Oh well, and that's he's, what they're saying. Like Kyle Shanahan this much, he hasn't had Kyle or Kyle Shanahan has had Jimmy G because he's always hurt. But it, everyone says he sucks, so it's like, all right, well, what is it? Does he suck or is it this Kyle it's Shanahan a combination suck? of both? It's a combination of him being made of glass, um, and the you know the quarterback but if you don't situation think Jimmy having G's to go that good to beat hard Bethard, whatever like beathead like uh, you can't win games with beat him hard. like yeah, but so, Nick I Mullins mean, is good he's the third stringer in Mullins Cincinnati was right not now. a first hey, Mullins can hey. no. Mullins can hey. sling no that way. thing dude no he's slaying that fucking yeah. rock dude so for this game here dude like I'm just saying like Looking at the game, like we can't go back. But in all fairness to the Niners, to def- to, for a little defense, they're missing two of their best weapons, right? In Moster and Kittle, they both have been out pretty much the whole year. So that, I mean, when they're healthy, Jimmy G is a different player. Um, and Kittle's always us, hurt. Always hurt. So is Moster. And he needs he needs Kittle because he can only throw that that intermediate slant. That's it. Yeah, like he just like that, that's tough. And going into this game against Chicago, the one thing Chicago has going for him is they got that ground game. That ground game's nice in Chicago. Um, so, it, for looking at the game, I just think it's going to be a very much ball control, ground and pound game. Uh, Herbert's been getting loose. He's actually the second rated running back right now. Uh, since well, he's become the starter, uh, we need to BFF put context Rankings. into what Herbert did because. They were down 21 to nothing at the end of the first quarter last week. And everyone's raving that he rushed for over 100 yards. But, dude, Tampa was, like, basically in prevent in the first quarter, dude. And he, like, well, dude. Yeah, but he still rushed for 100 yards on that defense. He ran pretty well. But they the weren't playing the run at the all. Raiders. He didn't need to, obviously. He still yeah, he, he was they getting were yards down, before they were it was 21 nothing. He had 50 yards before Tampa Bay scored 14 points. So, I mean, that kind of defeats your argument right there, though. He was running well. The offense was moving. You're well lying. On pull the that stat up, dude. There's dude, no way you could pull the, that stat up. He had like a tw- no. He can't because he can't find stats like that. But it, the well, dude find the like first. They scored yard. 21 points in the first three possessions. So find. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Find the, just, the there's no way he rushed for 50 yards in the first two possessions because they wouldn't have finished the quarter 21 nothing. That would have taken up half the clock. You know, he had like three big big runs in that first quarter, dude. So you're telling so like he, you're telling me that half of his like, half scat, of his production at. was on two plays, and then you want me to believe that. I mean, dude, I'm I'm taking the Bears here, so I don't know why I'm fucking trying to talk myself out of this. Right. You're just you're just talking, and it's just like a bunch of this. But what I'm yeah, saying uh, is, I mean, we also have to the look Bears? at the, how shitty the Bears' fucking offense is. I don't think you're taking that into consideration when, yeah, the Niners' offense isn't great. I mean, the Bears' offense beat yeah, the Raiders. The is gonna get lit up. And I think the Raiders' defense is better than the Niners' yeah, with defense. Some, with some fucking emails that just came out for a racist ass coach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's no. all. Give, yeah, me the, give me the Niners, even with three points. Give me the Bears. I'm taking the, I'm taking the Niners as well because they're not playing at home. <laughs> That's there we go. Good point. There we go. All right, we're going to skip through this. We're going to skip through this next game. We got the Eagles heading into Detroit to play the Lions. Uh, the Eagles, they may be their first time being the favor here uh, by three and a half points. We've got uh, over under sitting at 48 to two shittiest teams in the league. Where are we going with this one? I'm taking the Lions because they will not be in prevent defense, which means 
Jalen Hurts will not be good this week. I also think Jerry Jacobs from the Detroit Lions, he's been one of the best defensive uh, graded rookies, cornerbacks of the entire year. He held Jamar Chase to his lowest yards of the entire season. I like the Lions here, dude. I like them to win outright. I think they're getting their first win. I, I agree. I, they have to. If they don't get it here, it's they're not going to win a game this year. So they need to win this week, and I think they will. God, I can put my money on the Lions. Hey, I've put we my all money are? on the Lions a couple is, times. Is this Sanders week, is Sanders in? Sanders is out. Sanders is out. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of Gainwell and mm-hmm. um, Scott. And Jalen Hurts stinks unless you give him three to four yards open on a receiver. Unless he's down Hurts thirty points, too. dude. This is the thing. The thing with yeah, uh, but the the lines have been in every game, and they could very well be like and they've been playing hard they, teams. They've been playing yeah, really hard. They've teams. been playing tough just, teams, dude. They're that lovable team, right? You just want them to win. I think is really what it comes down to. Four All and right. three against the spread, dude. And it's like if you lose to a sixty-six yard field goal, four and three is good. It's over five hundred. If it's you're not the line, great. The Niners are one in five ATS, and you're taking I them against the spread. That's the, congratulations. They're playing <laughs> the fucking Bears. Um, they don't play the Bears every week. Um, but I'm. I mean, we've got well, the Bears are three and are, four against the spread. What, six and one against the spread. So, like, it, when you're talking about some of these that yeah, four but those are like six and one. Yeah, I'll take the six and one any day. Obviously, but yeah. well, you, you have to remember that. The spread always starts from the beginning of the year where bookmakers think teams are and really? they slowly adjust. And I definitely don't think they percent isn't great. Let's also put that. No, 57% against the spread is very great. That would put you at professional better status if you hit 57% against the spread. Okay. I'm going to go. The best, the best go NFL better in the world hits 50 Hits 55 and a half percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We're going to uh we were just supposed to go quick on that game. We're gonna look at the the Patriots going into the chart going into LA to play the Chargers. Uh right now, Chargers are up by five and a half points. Over under is sitting at 49. Patriots just had a big uh, big W last week. Huge W last week. What do we think here? Hey, I don't really know what to think about the Patriots, dude. You know what I mean? Like they are they getting better? Is is that what we're seeing? Because they played a good game against the Cowboys. They've uh, played a uh, you know obviously they beat the Jets, but who doesn't beat the Jets? Uh, the Titans, that's right. Uh, but now they're going against the Chargers, who just came off the biggest ass whooping that they've had this year, mm-hmm. and they had a bye week, right? So they're able to get healthy, focus on the uh, Patriots. The Patriots are coming into LA, so they'll have another home game. Um, yeah, I I don't have enough trust in Mac Jones to nope. to win here, dude. It's it's kind of where I'm leaning on this game. I definitely think that uh, the Patriots aren't going to be able to run the ball well enough and consistently enough to do the one thing that the Chargers have struggled against stopping defensively. Um, yeah, dude, I, and they're going to get a lot of and they're a turnover type defense, which is really good against rookies. So. Um, I'm definitely leaning towards the Chargers here. Was it five and a half? No, five and a half. Yeah, that's fine. You can give me seven and a half. I'd still take it. 
I would not take so, it over seven and a half. New England has not been good offensively on the road. They're one of the worst road offensive teams, DVOA. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the exact number here. 25th offensive DVOA um, in the league. I don't think they're going to be able to score enough points here against the Chargers. The Chargers have played well against some of the best defenses. Yes, they had a letdown week against the Ravens. It was really their biggest, you know, snoozer of the year. Every team has a kind of game like that on the road. West Coast team playing a 10 a.m. kickoff, dude. It happens. I like the Chargers here to cover the five and a half. I think that a lot of the public money is going to come in on the Patriots because they're going to see what they've done the last couple of weeks, plus against the Buccaneers, and say, well, yeah, why is Patriots getting or Chargers getting five and a half here? I like the Chargers, man. I think this honestly should be a six, seven point spread, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Patriots are 25th in offense overall, um, you know, versus what number, number nine versus the Chargers there. Um, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be whether or not the Chargers can, can beat the, uh, you know, one of the, the better off, uh, sorry, one of the better defenses in, um, you know, in the Patriots here, I don't see them putting up uh, numbers like they did last week. So I'm with you on the, the chargers minus five and a half. I think the best number too is going to be that uh, under 49. Yeah, I can see that too. I don't so. see, I don't, I don't see this being a big, big blowout game. Now, you know, it's crazy. I was just looking like the chargers have had played one of the hardest. I think it's actually the third hardest schedule of the year. And like coast yep, and they, the rest of the way. Yeah. They like, they've already gone through like the, the really the, the meat and potatoes, if you will, of their schedule. Like their easiest opponent they've had so far has been the football team. You know what I mean? Like you, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, Raiders, Browns, Ravens. Like that's yeah. tough, dude. And to come out of it five, I mean, four, and two. Would you say that the uh, Chiefs are above Washington right now? <laughs> well, technically they beat them. Well, they so beat them. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we're starting to look at the chiefs uh we're starting to look at teams beating the chiefs and it's like i mean yeah they should have you know that's kind of a that's a detriment to the chiefs honestly the fact that the chiefs have uh that they're on a bye this week dude or are they on a bye no they're not sunday night yeah well they play the giants blessing in disguise dude sure (laughs) well until the the panthers Until the Giants come in and win. So. <laughs> There's no way the Giants win in KC. Uh, they might they might get that spread, though. That spread's awfully high, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, let's go to do one. We're going to split. We're going to um, go really quick through this. Uh, we're going to have the Bengals heading into New York to play the Jets. Bengals are sitting at 10-point favors as away, uh, away favors here. Over-under sitting at 43-and-a-half. I think the Bengals can put up 43 and a half points on the Jets alone. So I'm taking Bengals minus 10 and the over 43, 43 and a half. Yeah, dude, this is like, we were talking about blood bass earlier with like the bills. Like it's going to be rough. I think Joe Flacco starting for the Jets this week. Like, it, Better than Wilson, oh, dude. This, yeah, this. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think of if I want to take like extended odds and take it to like 16, because I think that this is just gonna get ugly quick. Like, yeah, no, I'm. I'm just. Yeah, I'm just gonna take it with the Bengals and we're gonna move on. Yep. 
Jordan? I mean, yeah, I'm taking the Bengals. I wouldn't bet this game, though, to be honest. Um, I mean, everything just, like, points to the Bengals here. Bengals, number five, DVOA. Jets are 31st DVOA total. Um, offensively, the Cincinnati Bengals are – what are they on offense? The Bengals are fifth. The Jets are 14th. Defense, Cincinnati 15th. Jets 16th offensively. I don't understand so how we're that's all on possible. Yeah, we're all yeah, on Bengals. I think the Bengals have one of the best scoring defenses in the NFL. Like, I think they've only allowed like 12 touchdowns on the year, some crazy number like that. Um, so, well, the Jets just Eddie, trying to score. It's lucky that I can look up red zone right here. The Jets in the red zone, 16th offense DVOA. The Cincinnati Bengals, 15th on offense. Well, yeah, Cincinnati they in the red zone, 5th. All of the, Jets, the, 14th. the you know, touchdowns are from outside of the red zone. Right, I was going to say the Bengals, they're, they're over 80 yards, yards. Yeah. 30 <laughs> yard touchdowns against them. So that's the that's difficult yeah, part. I mean, of the I, I like the, I like the Bengals. I just, I don't know if I would bet that based on all that. But yeah, I, they, I, I definitely take the Bengals. I got it at nine on tap room, so I like that even better. Um, all right, let's move on. We've got uh, we've got a couple more, what three more games before we take a, a quick break here. Sorry, four, uh, three. We're going to actually talk about one. We'll just run through. Um, but we've got the the Seahawks hosting the Jaguars. Can the Jags get their second win of the season? Seahawks right now are at home, so uh, they're three point favors uh over under sitting at 43 and a half i like the i'm gonna take the the seahawks here man unfortunately i don't know why i'm gonna do that but even the seahawks aren't taking the seahawks (laughs) the seahawks aren't taking the seahawks they fucking stink dude (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dude, there's no way the Jags are covering three here, dude. No way. There's no way Geno Smith throws for over 200 yards. No, I can't, dude. No way. There's no way the Jags cover this, dude. The Jags I, are a mess. I unfortunately missed last night's game. The uh, Seahawks it's not unfortunate the at all Saints. for you. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Well, it is. It is in Russell the Wilson actually might play this week too. By the way, no. Yeah, he's better than Geno Smith with his left hand. Put him in there. Geno Smith had 167 yards, 12 for 20. He had his pin removed in his middle finger, and that was on October 23rd. What's the date today? Oh, no, he's not playing this week. He's not playing. He's, he might sad. play next I think week. They, I think they have a bye week next week, and he's supposed to play after, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, it's probably going to happen. I'm, I'm still going to take – I'm going to take the Seahawks at home to cover the spread, dude. Minus three here. They're a better team, bro. They have the better weapons. Their defense, they honestly, don't use. honestly, their defense hasn't been playing that bad, dude. Damn, Metcalf, two receptions, 96 yards, and a touchdown yesterday. It was all off one catch, basically. Yeah. I mean, Geno Smith got to be better for sure, but if there's any team he's going to be better against, it's going to be the Jaguars. Eddie, you're taking the Jags? Taking the Jags. And I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under regardless. Oh, yeah. 84 yard long. Uh, long, long, long there. Um, 
I'm going to go Jags too. I'm going to go Jags too. I don't think Seahawks can win without a QB. So let's go ahead and, and, and put that there on, uh, on the Jags. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's go to one we're not talking about. This is going to be the Rams uh, heading into Houston to play the Texans. Man, Mills has been bad. Um, right now, Rams are 14 and a half point favors going into Houston. It's 14 and a half points too much? No. It's not oh. enough. <laughs> okay. It's like the Cardinals just dog walked them. Obviously, they're at home. Uh, the Cardinals were even down 5 nothing and still covered the first half. That's how incredible that shit was. Dude, the Rams are going to fucking run all – nah, there's no way the Texans cover this shit. Yeah, Texans are averaging under 14 points a game. Right. I think it's the lowest point total average since, like, the Raiders in the 2010 era when they had, like, Jamarcus uh, Russell at quarterback. It's pretty abysmal, dude. Somehow they put uh, up 22 against New England, though, huh? Yeah, it's insane. I can't explain it, but I can explain that things happen, Texas, dude. Yeah, the Texans aren't going to have two fake punts. They're not going to go for an onside kick. Uh, they're not going to be trying their hardest to beat the Rams. And you know what I mean? They're just gonna. It's going to be like a twenty-eight point game, and then just kick the ball around for the second half. What if Deshaun Watson plays? Deshaun Watson is not playing. Yeah, if Deshaun Watson plays, then he's going in my fantasy lineup. Damn, LA <laughs> is uh is sitting money line minus a thousand here. Minus a thousand. That's right, dude. Let's put our money oh, together to win a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> they're de- they're definitely gonna win, dude. I'd be shocked if I mean I'd be absolutely fucking shocked if they lost this game. Yeah, they won't. Nah, there's no way, dude. And I would definitely take the minus 14 and a half. That's like that might be best bet material, to be honest. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We got two more, then we're going to take a quick break. We've got Washington heading into Denver to play the Broncos. Oh, yay. On a, a regular field. This is a pick'em game. Uh, but in in uh, Denver, it's going to be a three-point favor to the Broncos, over-under sitting at 43-and-a-half. What a shitty schedule this week, huh? Dude, brutal. Terrible games. It's a terrible team in that resides in Colorado. They're a joke of a franchise. Well, well a terrible team they're that resides up. in Washington, too. So, yeah. And Von Miller's not playing, right? Von Miller's out. Uh, Is he? Teddy Bridgewater. They ruled I'm him out. I'm pretty sure he was. Let me double check. Uh, I don't think they ruled him out. Questionable. questionable. Oh, he did practice. So that's okay. Maybe he will play. Though. Oh, didn't practice uh, Tuesday and is considered day to day. No, day to day is never good, dude. Um, the other problem is, is that Bridgewater's still in. Uh, that's an issue. They need to be <laughs> putting lock in. And I never thought yeah, I'd say that because we've I got think a lot of haters stinks. on us uh, with our, our thoughts on Bridgewater. <laughs> right. And you can't like sit there and defend Bridgewater while he's out there playing like that. Yeah. Like, no, he's been terrible. He, he's been terrible. And like the, the, my point to that is though, like, yes, we like went back and forth. Um, appreciate the banter and everything. Like my point is though, like you're not going to win with Bridgewater, so why not throw Lock in there and see what you got? You know what I mean? Like see what you have with this team, with this offense, with this philosophy. He's got Jerry Judy coming back. 
this week. So that's a really big positive um, for the Broncos. That completely changes the dynamic of the offense because now you can't just single on Sutton. Um, you have another weapon out there that they can throw to. So I definitely, and with Patrick going to be in the slot or Judy in the slot, um, I, de- I like Denver here as I'm talking shit about him the whole entire time. But that's because I hate Washington more. Like they were, they lived in the red zone and had what the three turnover on down or turnover on downs, a fumble. Like I can't yeah, bet on Washington. What's the, what's the odds of that happening again? Says, dude, I can't bet on him anymore, dude. I can't do it. I mean, the thing is, is that like Washington's defense hasn't been great. More importantly, they haven't been great against the pass, right? And then the Denver Broncos, they got Jerry Judy out. They got um, Jerry Judy's Judy actually expect, back. expected to return. Yeah. All right. Well, how good is he going to be off the injury reserve? Yeah. Who knows? That's, That's to be true. determined. KJ Hamler out still. So, with that being said, like, I, I do think that this favor is Washington because their defensive line still has been good. It's just that quarterbacks have been getting rid of the ball so damn fast and just dumping it underneath because. They're expecting Washington to run the ball and their cornerbacks are playing fucking 45 yards off of receivers. I think it, this, said, this Teddy checkdown right. does like the checkdown. I was going to say that kind of falls right into his fucking wheelhouse. dude. The problem is though, is that Denver's defense is banged up missing seven starters this week and Von Miller could be out, which would be eight starters on defense. If Von Miller doesn't play, plus he has a banged up ankle. So how healthy is he actually going to be? I think that only benefits Washington because if they get up early, they force Denver to throw the ball. And I think that benefits Washington in the long run. I'm going to take Washington here plus the three points, dude. I don't like what I've seen from Denver. Losing to Cleveland with all those injuries, too, is not a good look, dude. You're going with a team that's six against the spread? Yes, I am. Taking Washington. <laughs> Y'all. I just can't do it. I, I don't want to bet on either of these teams, to be honest with you. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't like this team at all. But I'll, bet I'm going to take team. Washington. You know what I mean? Benjamin's nah, taking Denver. I'm going to take Broncos just because, like, Washington's found a new way to lose every week. Oh, yeah. They, every week getting, it's something new. They are getting creative at it, dude. That's what, not without a doubt. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to go with this one, to be honest. This is a good line because I do think these two teams are, like, pretty even. And Denver, the thing with Denver is they get four points for home field advantage. So, the fact that it's only three, I like like Washington here. All right. I'm going to go with you on this one, Jordan. I think the injuries pile up too much. Can't believe I'm going to pick going with you on something um <laughs> let's move to our last game uh we're going to talk about the uh the bucks heading into new orleans to play the saints bucks are five point favors here i'm gonna go quick on this one i think five points is not enough um you know for this and uh you know i think we're gonna have uh have a, a bucks blowout here um so i'm gonna go you know bucks easy just because of the offense um defense doesn't even have to play that great um to have you know Winston not be a, a big factor here, so I'm going Bucks plus minus seven, easy seven and a half. 
Not for seven and a half. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks are the best team in football. This is a Jameis oh, revenge game. Jameis, they're not the best team in football. No, they're not. Dude, I'm pretty sure they probably are the best team in football, in my opinion. Who have um, they beat? Dude, the Buccaneers won. The Cowboys are their best win. That was week one. It's. Who else right. did they beat? Okay. Eddie, so, Eddie, yeah. who else did they See, beat? Because right now you're, def- Chicago, right now you're defending Philly, the Cardinals. Miami. Right? No, I'm not. This has nothing New- to do with the Cardinals, dude. New England. Right. This has nothing to do yes. with the Cardinals. But then we we talk about other teams, and you say, well, you can only play who's in front of you. So yeah, now, but it's the Buccaneers what's the one thing, we're talking what's the, about. It doesn't nah, matter, right? No, nah, absolutely it matters. Yeah, it matters. All the, not really – who has oh. better wins, the Cardinals or the Bucks? The Bucks because the Bucks the lost to the team schedule. that the Cardinals beat the shit out of. I'll the tell Bucks you have that. The much. Easiest schedule of the year. Yeah, they 100%. Dude, they haven't beaten nobody. Schedule anybody. That's they fine. Beaten They're still, anybody. in my opinion, if if the Bucks and Cardinals play on a neutral field, the Bucks would win. In my no, opinion. they wouldn't. I I don't agree with that at all because the Cardinals' defense is you don't have to agree with underrated because it's my opinion. You don't have to and agree your, with that. Your opinion's like, wrong. No matter what you okay, say. So we're talking about the Bucks playing no the Saints No matter Saints what you here. say, it's so, not going to Yeah, no matter what you say, it's not going to We're talking about mind. the shitty Saints going against the Bucks. so it's five and a half points enough. No, it's not. The Saints I'm taking the Saints here. Yeah. Taking the Saints here, okay. I no. am taking the Saints, dude. I'm, I watched Mac Jones fucking throw the ball all over the field against the fucking Patriots, dude. And if you don't think Jameis Winston can do that with a better coach offensively than what the than a McDaniel's, dude, Sean Payton is an offensive guru. He has it out for the Buccaneers too. They're at home, so you're telling me, and the Saints are the. They usually get three and a half, three to three and a half points at home. So you're telling me that the Bucks are a nine point favorite, maybe uh, on a neutral field? Hell no, dude. I've seen this story before. They didn't cover against the the Patriots. The New Orleans Saints are number two against the rush, and that's really where Tampa Bay has been very good, is because Leonard Fournette has been getting out, Just being able to run the ball. Games. Three, four games, actually. Two, actually. But three or four, but who's counting? They've been they, dude. The Bucks are their top five DVOA rushing the ball this year, but now they're playing the best rush defense they faced. And honestly, the Patriots suck against the run, and they were able to stop the run against the Bucks. So I think the Saints are gonna be able to do it. They have one of the best defensive lines in football, plus they have uh two of the best uh man to man corners in all of football. I like the Saints to cover this, man. And I would also sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Yikes. I would not. I would not yeah. do any of that because nope. the Saints can't fucking score. That offense fucking stinks. And all they do is they throw to fucking Kamara on every fucking play. And, and that's not going to work against the Bucks. It's just not going to work. It worked against the Seahawks, dude. The Seahawks and Geno Smith. That's who it worked against. And they scored for 13. The Saints aren't a good football team. They have a great defense. I won't get me wrong. They have a great defense. That defense is good. But at the same time, you're going against the Buccaneers, which is the, one of the best offenses in football. And on top of that, you got Brady, who doesn't get confused by anything. Geno Smith is confused one by defense. the Blitzers that Dennis Allen was done. Dennis Allen was confusing Geno Smith all week last week. He was, he's been confusing people for years with Blitzers. We, we, we watched 
We watched. We watched. Uh, what's his you face? Know what I'm saying the dude. We watched this. We watched the Patriots confuse Brady, dude. That was one of his worst games of all time. Going against the guy that coached Brady for 20 years or whatever the hell it so? was, dude. That's a different fucking game. I mean, so Saints were two and one game. against the Bucks last year with fucking last a guy that couldn't even throw the ball. Drew Brees played better than James. Drew Brees could throw the ball. So Brees could not could not throw the ball last year, bro. That dude was literally fucking throwing two yard out. Better team last year. All right, and we have I mean, hit the end of the not better. so prime time games. I'm the end this here because we've been talking way too long on these. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna hear from one of the taproom sports I need affiliates. Pee. You need something, and we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? Yeah. Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lads. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. We are back, and uh, my apologies. We skipped over a, a, a not so primetime game, so we're gonna we're gonna run back to that one uh, in a little bit. But it is time to move to our, I guess, our daily fantasy. Now I'm gone for one week, and shit, y'all make a bunch of changes on me, and uh, now I have to spend. It's a good segment, dude. Make people. I I don't know about this jazz, but uh, we're moving over to a daily fantasy contest. Um, We'll be posting all of our, our posts or our picks still on the uh, website. So make sure to go and check that out. But we have a $200 limit now, and we've got to pick a QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, and a defense. Um, so I guess let's go to Goodell for the first pick. All right, I'm going to take the first pick because I'm coming off the IR. And I didn't get to play last week. Um, so I'm going to pick for $30, Joe Burrow. And since I picked the exact same player, I just picked the same player. So I'm just going to throw it out there that I took All Joe right. Burrow as well for 30 bucks. 30 bucks, yeah. All right. My quarterback, I'm going Carson Wentz against Tennessee. Okay. And he uh, was that, He was my other pick. He was $29. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving to running back, my first running back is going to be DeAndre Swift for $22. Well, uh, I will uh, also took DeAndre Swift for $22. <laughs> All right. Gonna, now, just keep in mind, when we made these teams, we did not do this together. We, yeah, we did not do this at all. This is the first time I'm hearing either of your guys' teams. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm saving a little bit of coin here. I'm going to take James Conner against Green Bay. Green Bay has been one of the worst rush defenses in a league all season. James Conner has been good against a lot of good rush defenses, including Cleveland. I'm going to take Conner here on Thursday night. 
My second running back, I'm going to go against uh, the shittiest team in the league. Well, one of, uh, and we are going to go Rams against Houston. I'm going to go with uh, Daryl Henderson Jr. for $23. Nice. Uh, finally, me and Ben have a different selection. Um, I'm swearing with uh, sprinkle with some of most of my money that I'm taking this week. Uh, Alvin Kamara apparently is the only offensive player available for the Saints. Uh, so we're going to take Alvin Kamara um, going against Tampa Bay. Nice. I'm going to go for my second running back. I'm taking Daryl Henderson Jr. Good pick. Good pick there. Uh, We're moving to wide receiver and um, kind of my big money of the week is going to be Jamar Chase going against the Giants. I'm going to have that uh, double dip on that Burrow and Chase connection here. Nice. I like the double dip. Uh, My, I just where I spent my most money for one player is uh, Cooper Cup. So I feel like spending the $36 against a Houston team that is abysmal uh, feels like a good deal. Yeah. So I am also spending most money here on Cooper Cup, wide receiver. (laughs) I mean, he's the only dude that fucking Stafford basically throws to, so I'm comfortable with it. Yep. And damn, does Houston suck. And so you're getting the double dip with Henderson Jr. and, uh, and Cup there. Okay. Uh, my other wide, one of the other wide receivers, um, I'm going to go with, and I mean, I'll, I'm going to go out of order here. I'm going to go $19 and I'm going to go Robert Woods. Um, the other wide receiver <laughs> for the Rams against Houston. Here. <laughs> so I'm hoping uh, cup doesn't get all of the, uh, the action, um, that they, uh, they split things up in the, uh, you know, in the offense there. So I guess I'm double dipping twice. Uh, hey, Shit, I'm you know, that's dipping. a viable option in daily field. It's okay. Daily fantasy, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, now, we mentioned it. We talked about it earlier. The Packers literally have no wide receivers, but they do have one. There's one wide receiver that Aaron Rodgers made a point to talk about to bring back into the, with the organization. That's Randall Cobb, and I'm getting him for 13 bucks. I had to save some money somewhere. So we're taking Randall Cobb for $13, being the only receiver available for the Packers this week. Like it. My second wide receiver, I'm going to take Justin Jefferson against Dallas. Although Trayvon Diggs has, he's leading the league in interceptions and has seven interceptions in six games, he's also allowing the most yards by any cornerback in the NFL. I like Justin Jefferson here. Just going for those uh, interceptions. It's crazy. Crazy numbers for him this year. Um, I'm going to go for, uh, you know, we were talking about that Green Bay and Arizona game. I'm going to go on the opposite side. I'm going to go Rondell Moore. Uh, I've been super impressed with the action that he's uh, he's had this year, uh, especially with uh, Hopkins, you know, being, I think he's questionable, if not out. Um, he's still playing. He's been he's, questionable all year. He'll play, yeah. 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 Uh, I think we're going to see, uh, yeah. you know, some action to Rondell Moore. So I'm going for 16 bucks. I'm going there. Good pick. I, I am also going Rondell Moore this week. Jeez, um, the Packers do seem to be able to take um, – they do seem to be able to take out their number one number one options. Maybe not like uh, – No, Jair, Alexander, though. And also, that's true. But I still think Rondell Moore is going to be, be have to have a big game for the Cardinals to win, and I think he does have a big game this week. I'm going to go Michael Pittman Jr. against Tennessee. Tennessee banged up secondary. They're missing both their starting cornerbacks. 
I like Pittman here. I think Pittman and Carson Wentz are finding a connection as well. I like Pittman here. Uh, I'm going to go the next over to our tight ends. Um, I've actually been pretty impressed with this connection. Hurts to Goddard. So um, I'm going to go with Goddard. Goddard? Goddard? Um, Goddard. Goddard here. And for 17 bucks, that's uh, that's a decent price for a tight end here. Not bad. I took Randall Cobb so I could take this player specifically. But Kyle Pitts, like $21. It's a little expensive on the tight end side. Uh, but at the same time, he's not playing like a tight end now. He had, what, 160 yards last week. Uh, didn't get in the end zone, but didn't need to. He was pretty much dominating the game. And I think he does the same against the Carolina defense that's been struggling. Um, so we're taking Kyle Pitts here for 21 bucks for my tight end. I'm on Kyle Pitts, too, for my tight end. I like it. He's – I said earlier – Atlanta's found a way to get Kyle Pitts involved. Since then, they're starting to win games. I like Kyle Pitts here. Flex, I'm going to go with uh, Tennessee versus Indianapolis. We're going to go A.J. Brown. Um, you know, big man for 24 bucks. I think that's a uh, good quality there. Nice. nice. Uh, I was running out of money uh, after uh, I got to this point. Uh, so... I had to stick into that $19 range. That, so I went with Robert Woods. I, so he copied my line again. I know he's <laughs> the best thing. To, it's not, I know he's the few receivers on this. It's not, not bad when they're going against Houston. Hey, well, I went really cheap on my flex position. I went Robert Tanyan for 11 bucks. <laughs> uh, but I think, it's a, I think it's a good pickup, dude. I mean, it's not a bad idea. They don't lose. They, he lost two of his starting wide receivers. He's basically mm-hmm. got Cobb, Valdez, Scantling, and Tanyan. The Scantling's out. Scantling's out too? Yeah, all three are. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I love my Tanyan pick. Yeah, even that's what more. I'm saying. Randall Cobb, yeah. dude. All right, um, defensive-wise, um, here's my triple dip. Am I, yep, I'm triple dipping. I'm going Los Angeles Rams defense against Houston. Three points allowed, that's it. Yeah, it's not terrible. Uh, I just don't like spending money on a defense. Um, it's, it's hard for them to score points unless they're scoring touchdowns. So I'm going to take a defense going against the worst offense in football right now. Uh, and we're taking the Jaguars going against the Seahawks. Ten bucks. I'm taking the Jags too for ten bucks. No, got to save that money, dude. Because I had well, I only had a dollar to spare, so I didn't have a dollar to spare. <laughs> I spent up to my two hundred. So, up to that. <laughs> yep. all right, all right. As I mentioned earlier, we forgot to do one of the not so prime time games. I think that's a uh, it's that's a little bit of a shell shock from being out for a week, but uh, we're, we're going to go back to the Steelers Browns before we get into our primetime games. Uh, right now, Browns are sitting at three and a half point favors over under sitting at 42 and a half. I don't think three and a half points is uh, enough of a, of a spread here. For who? I'm going Browns. Even with, oh. uh, without, uh, I mean, not having Baker in there is basically having Big Ben in there. So, I mean, both QBs, backup QB versus, uh, you know, Big Ben who can't throw the ball right now. Well, I think it's Baker's going to play. I think Chubb is going to play. Yeah, Chubb's in. He's yep. already practicing. 
so what I mean, what do you think, Eddie? Um, I don't really know, dude. I don't know. Like, this is like two teams that like I don't really know who or what they are, right? Like, you don't know what the Browns are because they started off the year. You were thinking they were one of the better teams in the league, but now after their last two or three games, you're kind of like, well, what the hell are the Browns? And then you have the yeah, Steelers out there. They've yeah, they've been hurt. hurt. That's yep. fair. Um, two still two solid defenses as far as stats go for the year. Um, you got the uh, Steelers who've won their last two games, right? Um, beating the Broncos, who we all know they stink now, uh, and the Seahawks who had Geno Smith starting. So, oh no, is Geno Smith starting that game? Yeah, you're starting. Yeah, that's the game that Wilson got hurt, right? No, yeah, that was um, yeah, yeah, that's the game he got because it was. Two no, the the hurt, the game he got hurt against was the Rams. He started against Pittsburgh. Did he? Okay. Yeah. So then, you know, they beat them 23-20. I mean, I don't really know what Steelers team we're going to get. Uh, they have a great running back in Harris. He's kind of like their do-it-all running back. Uh, like, But you mentioned Roethlisberger can't stretch the field. Uh, he still can't get Claypool involved all their – you know, yardages are those short yard situations, which is going to take out the pass rush. If you think about it for uh, the Browns, which is like a positive for the Steelers, but at the same time, the Browns are just the better team. The Browns are also top three DVOA against a rush. So mm-hmm. that takes away what the Steelers want to do. And they make Roethlisberger one dimensional. They're one yeah. of the best pass rushing defenses in the league with miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. They're definitely going to get after the quarterback here. Um, I mean, dude, like, I don't see how this isn't this is best bet material here. Yeah, I don't know why it's only at three and a half. That's what I was getting at. I mean, it is a division game, right? So they always say the division games are a lot closer, even when teams are good and bad. Um, maybe that's why. But I agree. Like, on paper, the Browns should dominate this game. I mean, I'm taking I'm taking Browns here minus three and a half. This is easy money for me. The only the only thing I worry about is Baker because how how good of a QB. I don't even care, man. Throw Case Keenum in there; he might be better. Well, yeah, but that's that's the problem though. But when when they're playing Baker with his hurt shoulder, he's not good. So if and they're going to keep him in because he's their number one quarterback. Because they're trying to win ball games here. But I mean, they can. They believe that they have a better chance with a hurt Baker than with Keenum. Yeah, the uh, the Browns did come out too and say earlier that they were not going to play Baker until the doctors say that he's not going to hurt himself more by playing him. Um, so I mean, what what does that mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, is Baker going to play? Um, and is Jarvis Landry going to play? Like, he went out with a I don't knee. Carry, bro. I think, honestly, the Browns can win a defensive game here because I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is better than Baker with one shoulder or Case Keenum, for that matter. And the Browns are one of the best defenses in the league. If you take away the Cardinals game, I mean, they're probably the top defensive team in the league, and the Cardinals be slicing up everybody, bro. They slice up the fucking Rams, which is one of the top defenses as well. So... I don't – that's the thing is, like, I don't know how to judge this Browns team because they can run the ball with no matter who is in the backfield. 
Right. Right. They threw uh what's what was his name? Eddie DeAndre Dearness De- Johnson. Dearness Johnson. I mean, motherfucker looked like Barry Sanders in his prime. Like he was just running over everybody. So who's not to say that's gonna happen against the the Steelers? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's that I agree. I think they will be able to run the ball, but I, I, you know, obviously they can run, but even with him having that great game, the the Browns offense didn't look great. You know, he just kind of dominated the game against the Broncos. So I don't know. It's if are you so you're saying that the Steelers are getting three and a half, right? Yeah, the Steelers are getting three and a half. Yeah. And I would take the Browns, to be honest, and I don't really care who's the quarterback because the Browns' defense is that good at, and the Steelers' offense is that bad. I mean, because Ben Roethlisberger can't throw the ball. He's no Kyler Murray. Well, he doesn't have to be. Well, I mean, they got to put up points. How are they putting up points? Because yeah, the Browns are number three against the run. So how are they putting up points, Eddie? I mean, they've been able to put up points the last few weeks, you know, with against uh, who? Harris. Against Seattle, against who? Against Seattle earlier, you were saying they should have lost. That defense is. Uh, they didn't. Then they didn't. They won. And then I know, they, but they, they put they, up twenty-seven they, against the Broncos. I mean, like they're not going to go out. The Steelers are never going to go out and put up over thirty points. I don't think they've scored over thirty points yet this year. They have actually. Not. They have not. So like that's not that's not where I'm like concerned. What I'm concerned so whose with defense is better. But what I'm concerned with is are the Browns going to be able to score? Because they couldn't really score last week um, with, you know, all the injuries, though. All the injuries all right, so we're, aside, for sure. So what we're, we're, what we're debating here is whose defense is better. Is it the Browns' defense or is it the Steelers' defense? How many points did the Broncos score against the Steelers? Think, or against uh, the Browns? All, it was against the Browns, the Broncos? Yeah. 17. Broncos. 17. Yeah, How 17. many did they score against the 14, Steelers? 14. Yeah, they scored 19 in garbage time. How was many that... did they score against the Steelers total? I just 19. said 19, but it was all in garbage time. They scored 14 points in the last, like, four minutes. And how many did they score against the Browns? 14. 14. 14, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, Give me the Browns understand? here. Give me the Browns minus three and a half. I mean, on, like I said, on paper, the Browns should, they should win this game. They shouldn't necessarily be even close, but I just don't know what Browns, you know, who the Browns are. You're like lightweight a Steelers fan, so you're going to take the Steelers. No, I'm lightweight going to fucking pick the team that I think is going to cover. You're taking the Steelers. I haven't picked anyone yet. So I haven't made a decision yet. Jordan's in hater mode. Don't worry, Eddie. I'm not in hater mode. Like, he's been in hater mode all night. What is he? He's been in that all night. Steelers or Browns? Who are you on? I'm just trying to explain to you what I'm trying to pick. I don't think the Browns are good. I don't know why everyone says like they're not the the this like world beater. They started. You know the they're not, really but they're well. deep. The they're really pretty well. deep, considering the fact they've like they're still four and two, or three and four, four and three, given how much injuries they've had and shit, dude. Like yeah. that's pretty impressive, dude. But they're still injury prone. They're, yeah, they're still they're still, they're still, they're still not they're getting healthier. 100%. But they're getting healthier. healthier. That doesn't mean they're. Right. I mean, you've look at how many players they had out last week. You can't tell me that and they're they going to come back. And the, but but you're not going to tell me that they're going to come back and be at a hundred percent. And especially if you're putting a shitty 
like uh, a shitty shouldered Baker Mayfield who can't plant the ball when he throws like that. Like, but he's not throwing off his his her shoulders is left shoulder. Yeah, yeah, but you but the the way that you see him throwing at the beginning of the year versus how he's throwing now is a completely different. Well, Ben, the the thing is, is that I think Baker Mayfield healthy is equivalent to um, Case Keenum. Even Baker Mayfield with a hurt left shoulder, Baker well, Mayfield healthy is equivalent to Case Keenum. Yeah, no, he's not, Case dude. Case Keenum went to an NFC championship. Oh man. Yeah. Or NFC uh he won an ago, NFC dude. playoff game. No, it was two years ago, is what it was. Yeah, dude. In the NFL terms, it's forever ago, dude. It's like nah. Yeah. Case Keenum Case is Keenum, a Case great Keenum didn't play all that great last week either. He's great. He's exactly he's a great backup quarterback. Yeah, but he's not he's not Baker Mayfield. He's better than Ben Roethlisberger. And it may be. Who knows? At this given time, maybe. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. So you're giving me – so you're telling me the Browns minus three and a half at home on an equal field, they're only a half a point better, and I'm getting a better quarterback with Case Keenum at backup quarterback? That's that's a very, very broad opinion there. Yeah, that's I'm not very a broad opinion. Broad that's, opinion. Off, that's off mathematics. That's, that's off what's that's being your, told right you know. That's one game, dude. No, <laughs> that's off the line being told here. The right, line is literally telling us the Browns are a half a point yeah, favorite but what he's saying on your opinion neutral is, field. Well, yeah, you're missing the point. What he's saying your opinion is is that you think Case Keenan is better than Ben Roethlisberger. You that's think if he thinks it's, he's better than, than Baker Yes, Mayfield I think – I think that's well. All right, let's disregard the case. The Case Keenum Baker Mayfield shit. Are you trying to tell me that Case Keenum isn't better than Ben Roethlisberger right now? I've you're telling me Ben Roethlisberger is more valuable than Baker Mayfield. I can't say right. Are you telling me? Are you telling me Ben Roethlisberger is more valuable than Baker Mayfield right now? That I don't know where the Browns are going to be at. No, because y'all talking shit about. AJ my Green, my got take Kent, on Case Keenum uh, and oh, I'm talking shit on my Case Keenum no, and Baker Mayfield. No, what I'm telling you is, is that Case Keenum did not play that great last week. They had 160 yards from a running back, and they only scored 17 points on a Broncos team that didn't have Von Miller, and it's not a good team. On a short week, Eddie. So the Broncos were on a short week, too. Like, they were on a short week. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, like, the short week thing is whatever. Like, I'm, I think that the Steelers and the Browns are equal. I don't think. But I'm, I'm asking you guys a question here. Is where this line is telling us that the Browns on the equal playing field are the half a point favorite. Are you telling me that Ben Roethlisberger is that much better than a Baker Mayfield without a left shoulder or a Case Keenum fully healthy? Because I think Case Keenum and Baker Mayfield are but the problem again even. isn't that the quarterbacks are not the only player on the field. I understand, right. but these lines are very hurt Browns team that is causing this line. If it, if the Browns team was healthy, the Browns would probably be about six and a half points up. Easy. No, they wouldn't. Yes. Who they, what is changing this line to six and a half? The the whole question mark of of who is going to actually yeah, be the, playing the entire who? Browns roster. 
you you had Chubb out. Cream you don't know how he's Jarvis going to be. You, Landry. Had Cream you had Landry. You had OBJ Chubb, out. Cream Hunt is like, not playing. He's on O. He's on IR. Yeah, he's not playing. You have Conklin, who's Conklin's probably not playing. Odell Beckham's still questionable. So we're judging Jarvis this line off of who is playing like as of right now. This is three and a half. Why? Right. So explain to me. We've spent way too fucking long on this game. No, because I'm trying to understand the logic here. Right, but the logic I, is that that the 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 Browns we the don't know how the healthy field. they are going to be right. on the field. But less healthy last week they won against the Broncos, dude. Who the fuck? Why are too? Okay, the so Steelers, Steelers still have a good defense. No, the Steelers like, dog walked the Broncos, and the Broncos got two garbage touchdowns at the end of the game, dude. No, they didn't, dog. They yes, that was a one-score game. Okay, we're moving on to game. this. We've got yeah. three more games. This is going we're way too the, long. Yeah, so take Steelers, your pick, Jordan. So Jordan's taking the Browns. You're, yep, I'm going with the Steelers, and yeah. I'm going with Eddie on on that because I don't know where the uh, where the Browns are going to be. We're going to move into. We got three games left. Oh God! Hopefully these don't take as long. Uh, we've got the game of the week. We got the Titans going do. into Indianapolis uh, right now. Colts are um, Colts are at home hosting this, and uh, they have a they're a point and a half dogs. So Tennessee or Indianapolis here? Only a point and a half, though. I like the Colts here, dude. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like that's a point. I do the Colts are at home, right? So. Um, Colts have been playing well. Titans have also been playing well. The Colts can stop the run. They didn't, I mean, again, again, in a game in the rain, you can't really take too much into it because they gave up like 100 yards to uh, Mitchell last week. But again, crazy rain game. Um, they're still, they're still fucking number one against the rush. We we also got to remember that they just played four weeks ago in Tennessee. One twenty-five to sixteen. Mm. So this yeah, is, but there was a there, lot of dumbass turnovers. This... And to be honest, Carson Wentz didn't have a preseason. He used those first like two, three, four weeks to get into regular season mode. He has looked like a totally different quarterback than the last time he played Tennessee. So if you're turnovers putting were weight... on Tennessee. Yeah, okay, t- if you're Tennessee they weren't on, all over that. they weren't on. I mean, you had Tannehill with two interceptions. If you're putting weight into how Indianapolis looked against Tennessee last time, you know, God bless you. Good luck. But Indianapolis has been playing a lot better. Carson Wentz has looked like his MVP self when he was under Frank Reich for the Eagles when the Eagles won the Super Bowl that year, even though fucking Nick Foles was the quarterback. Carson Wentz led him to that point. Colts are number one DVOA against the rush. I like the Colts here. So like mm. I like the Colts to win this division. I'm still taking the Colts to win this division. I like the Colts here. Man, I don't, like, uh, yeah, dude. I I I don't think that I can, when picking the team I'm going to be picking because I think the Titans uh, do win the game. Uh, it's not because I think they're like that far better than the Colts. It's uh, I like the Colts. I think the Colts are playing really well. And I, and I think this is going to be a great game um, to watch. The My lean here towards the Titans is that Derrick Henry is 
running phenomenal, but now Tannehill's really playing a lot better off the run. Uh, he's, he's got uh, both both his receivers healthy in Brown and Julio Jones. Derrick Henry didn't a, run the ball well last week. He only had 69 yards. He didn't have to. Six yards. They're up like 24 nothing in like the first quarter. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't as much of a need for Derrick Henry. They only scored so. three points after that's all right. They still dominated the game. Um, the defense for the Titans played a lot better now. A lot of that could be the Chiefs, you know what I mean? Like the Chiefs are just turnover prone, and that's kind of where the Titans took advantage of that. Um, I'm, I'm basically taking – and like Jonathan Taylor has been playing phenomenal for the Colts too. So this is a tough game, dude. That's why – I mean, it's a point and a half for a reason, right? Yep. Um, but I think just because the – Titans seem to be figuring things out a little bit. They're on kind of a momentum uptick, just beating the Bills and the Chiefs the last two weeks, going against the division rival. How good is that Chiefs win? Still. They only still allowed the three points. That's a good win. Yeah. Yeah. First, first time they didn't score a touchdown since what? Like, what was it? I forget the year. It was like 2019 or something like that when Alex Smith was there, 2018. Um, so – I'm taking the Titans here, uh, more so the run game and the play action game that seems to be working really well for them coming into this week. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with uh, with Tennessee too. I think uh, just because of of the quality of teams that Tennessee has beaten versus the quality of teams that Indianapolis has beaten, um, and you know you look at Indianapolis's wins, uh, San Francisco again not that great there, um, Houston, Miami. And who was their other win against? That's it. That's it. The three there. Um, they lost to Seattle, LA, Tennessee, Baltimore. And when you look at, at how uh, Tennessee has been doing, um, they've, they've beat, you know, a lot more difficult teams. They've beat, um, you know, Seattle when they had Russ there, they beat, um, they did lose. Of course, everybody's lost to uh, the Cardinals, but they beat, you know, Indy handily. Um, I can't believe they did lose to the Jets. That's absolutely ridiculous. Right, right. But um, you know, and then beating Kansas City and um, you know, and Buffalo. And um, although Kansas City is not playing well and their defense has just been trash, I think you still take a lot out of that win just because of how good Kansas City has been. You know, playing the last two three years. Nah. Nah. Shout out! Shout out to both of you, but. All the right. reason why they move on to the next game. I don't even want to hear anymore from you, bro. Let's move on to the next game. Cowboys versus the Vikings. Cowboys are only two and a half point favors here going into Minnesota. Where do you like uh, this game going? I I still think the Cowboys are the best, like one of the best teams in the NFC, man. Uh, the Vikings have best uh, offense. had a lot of, a lot of close games. You know, they don't, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, Vikings play a lot of close games, though. Um, getting the Vikings two and a half. I and the Cowboys off a of bye week, right? I think that's that's big, yep. big time for him as well. Um, able to spend a little bit more time game planning on the Vikings. Um, they're gonna be able to run the ball fairly well. Uh, as long as they keep that run pass like balance, which they've been uh, doing and doing pretty well uh, so far for the year. Um, I like the Cowboys. My biggest thing with the Vikings is that they seem to lose games by like three points. You know what I mean? Like 
they just seem to be able to figure out how to lose close games. Um, and if it's going to be a close game, they're going to lose that close game. So uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys here. Also hammer the over. You, 54 and a half, and is, a half too. is a lot, but I mean, you look at, at what Dallas is doing and they're putting up 30, almost 35 points a game. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible what their offense is, is doing. Um, you know, compared to a whole 10 points less that Minnesota is, you know, is, is putting up and, you know, they've, they didn't put many points up against, you know, Detroit, which you'd expect them to Carolina, you know, uh, last week, which I mean, yeah, they put up 34, but you know, I'd expect them to put up more against a beat up team and, you know, especially not go up into overtime on that. So I'm going Dallas here. I think that was one of my best bets on uh, on Taproom. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Minnesota here. I just think they're one of the most underrated teams in the league. I think they could very easily have a better record here. They played very well against Arizona, who's one of the best teams in the, in the country, in the league now. I mean, arguably the best. Should have probably won that game, to be honest. And, uh, you know, Dallas, on the flip side, they haven't been good against the run. Minnesota loves to run the ball. They're coming off a bye week. So Dalvin Cook is only going to be healthy. I like the Vikings here. I like them to cover this spread. Um, Yeah, man, at home, plus two and a half, I think it's easy money, dude. Yeah, I mean, looking at their schedule, they have played like most of their losses have been all close games. That's like they're all close games, dude. Yeah, like I think their average margin of defeat is like four and a half points. Um, so them, you know what I mean? Like that's why like the three and a half is kind of like I think that hooks actually or two and a half, excuse me. Um, that's why I think the Cowboys win by his three. I don't think it's a blowout game, I don't think the Cowboys run away with it. Uh if this game moves Cowboys are to like barely three, coasting three by Cowboys are six and oh against the spread. They should have lost last week. Not only should they have lost outright against the uh the uh Patriots. Patriots, they shouldn't have covered. And on the flip side, like Viking the the Cowboys have a couple of those games because you take a they had two touchdowns called back against the char- chargers which honestly are very questionable like the cowboys we could be looking at very differently whereas the vikings you know they've had some bad breaks dude they missed a field goal against the cardinals which cost them the game against the Bengals, they had 12 offensive penalties in the first half dude which basically was the entire game they lost by three points. Dude. They lost in overtime. Mm. Without those 12 penalties in the first half, they probably dominate that game. So I think this is very two different teams. I think both these teams have could have gone different ways. The Vikings are good defensively against the run in the last couple of weeks. Cowboys, that's where they want to establish themselves is with the run. They're actually undefeated when Dak throws less passes than when they run the ball which is pretty impressive. And also the Vikings on the flip side, they're very good when they run the ball and Dalvin Cook is healthy. I think that's a big difference maker, dude. And Dallas hasn't been great against the run. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Dalvin Cook coming back is huge. Like that Vikings team definitely um, is more dynamic with uh, with him on the field. You know, their whole I mean? like, offense thrives right around up. running the ball. Yeah, hundred um, percent. One thing that does worry me, we mentioned Diggs earlier uh, in the show. Uh, Cousins, yeah, although Cousins has been playing a much better brand of football this year, he does throw those silly interceptions here and there. Yeah, but Diggs uh, comes off those interceptions on uh, tip balls and fucking – he bites on fucking routes, dude. He gets killed 100%. on long balls because he gets killed on double routes, dude. Yeah, which yeah, is why but, he's giving up the most yards. Yeah, but he's still gonna he's still gonna be there to make a play, right? Like it's gonna be like a turnover type situation game, I think. Like it's we'll gonna be see. a late late game turnover. Uh, and if, like I said, if this game gets to three, three and a half, I probably lean Vikings. But right now at two and a half, I'll take the Cowboys for sure. And we got our Monday night football game, uh, which is Giants heading into Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Right now, Chiefs have probably one of their bigger spreads of the season, uh, sitting at minus 10 here um, and over under sitting at 52 and a half. Dude, yikes. That's all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, you think that this is like the spot where the Chiefs should come in and just dominate, right? But like, I felt that way for the last couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Like I thought they would get right against the Titans. That Titans uh, secondary is really is brutal. Um, they couldn't. They couldn't score. Uh, yes, they dominated the football team. Who doesn't? Um, but to that same point, I feel like they're like dominating the bad teams, right? I would categorize the Giants into that bad team uh, category. Um, I don't think Daniel Jones will be able to move the ball enough against the defense uh, to really do too much concern to the. Ch- so I'll take the Chiefs here, lay the 10, not liking it or loving it, but. Yeah, I don't like it or love it either, but I'm definitely laying the 10 year. Yep. I just, I don't trust the Giants enough. And I, I do think this is a bounce back spot for the Chiefs. I don't think their defense has been that terrible in the last couple of weeks. It's really been their offense turning the ball over. I've said from the beginning, those are easily fixable you can you can change making bad plays. What you can't do is change bad play. And they don't they don't play bad. They just make dumb mistakes, dude. They have dumb tip passes and you know Mahomes okay. sometimes gets too fucking cute with it, but I like the Chiefs here minus 10, man. I think it's a pretty safe bet here. I agree with you on that, but I think their defense is still pretty pretty trash. Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, they're they allowing held, a lot of points. They are. They held the Titans only 20, points. 27 points in the game. I mean, although be it, it was all in the first half. <laughs> I just think too, man. Like that Chiefs turning the ball over is really hurting that Chiefs defense. Like, yeah, but how I many mean, times? A lot of them how many times are they Mahomes, dude? A lot of them are are also on Mahomes too. Like, it's not he's not. He's got more most interceptions in the league. If I'm not, probably not yeah. But most, I mean, he's but had like 14 like interceptions. But if you go back and look, like only four of them are on him. Dude, I mean, the, the, he's not playing well either. He's got fumbles, throwing picks. Like the whole team as okay, a whole. The fumbles aren't on turning, the fumbles are on him. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, his brother's a douchebag. Like he's just got a lot oh, of yeah, negative dude. in his life. You know what I'm saying? His brother and his wife, dude. Like, <laughs> can you get rid of them both? Oh, I didn't hear about the wife. What happened there? She was like he's, twerking she's, or something. She's always yeah. in his videos. His brother's videos, dude. Oh, okay. They're like best friends. Yeah, yeah. And my yeah. big thing is they don't have. Uh, 
New York doesn't have really anybody probably to throw the ball to. Um, and when your top rushing you know, player is your quarterback, especially when that, that QB is Daniel Jones, that's a big, uh, big red flag there. Right. You've got uh, Kadarius Tony. You've got Sterling Shepard. You've got Kendall. Is Barkley playing this week? No, nope. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. I think they're going to give him another week, right? Yep. If I'm not mistaken, because I think their bye weeks coming up. The wide receiver core is all questionable, but they didn't twist <laughs> anything for, you know, for today, other than it was just questionable. So we don't really know. That's part of the problem of uh, us doing this Tuesday night is we don't know that extra day of uh, of practice right. there. So. They're just and and it wasn't a did not practice questionable. It was it's literally all that the Giants have put out is the word questionable. So right. Um, so we don't know. So I, I think we're all on Kansas City uh, minus ten here. Yeah, I, yeah, it feels weird to say I fucking hate it, but I hate it. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. It's that time of the night for best bets. So right now I am four and ten on the year, just giving out total L's. <laughs> Eddie is nine and five, giving out some winners, and Ben is six and six. Didn't give out any picks last week. So any of you guys are two best bets for the week. So Ben, we're gonna start with you since you didn't have any games last week. What's your two best bets this week? So we're gonna start with uh, we're gonna start with one of the bigger spreads of the week. We're gonna go Buffalo over Miami. Um, Miami's defense has not been doing anything this year, uh, even though they're supposed to be, you know, one of the top defenses in the league. Buffalo Bills' offense is just devastating, um, you know, to to defenses. And when your defense is playing great, uh, I'm gonna take it. Fourteen and a half would probably be where I'd, I'd stop at this, but because it's thirteen and a half. Um, Give me two touchdowns, no problem. They'll probably even, 14 and a half will probably even be fine. But uh, nice. since it's at 13 and a half, I'm going to take that. And got a conundrum of where I'm going to go for my second. Uh, we'll go with, uh, we'll go with San Francisco here. I got to go with my heart. Um, we're going to go with San Francisco over the Bears. Um, it's hard in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, which is rough right now, absolutely rough right now. Um, so we're going to um, we're going to go San Francisco minus three and a half. Uh, Chicago Bears offense is just—I don't think they're going to put up enough points to even go with a an iffy 49ers uh, offense there. Um, Fields can't—you know—you can't rely on Fields to go with a long ball, which is what um, you know is really hurting San Francisco. So we'll go San Francisco minus three. Eddie, what's up with you, man? Where, where are you going this week? All right, so I have one that I feel like is a guaranteed lock. Um, so we're going to start with you. that It's one. your two best bets. I know. So I'm still working on the second one. Uh, so we got the one that I think is a guaranteed lock. It's my number one favorite bet of the week is the Chargers minus five and a half. Uh, with the Patriots coming into town. Uh, Chargers coming off a bye. Uh, Patriots offense looking better, but the Chargers offense, just, I mean, the Chargers as a team just got embarrassed uh, their last time out. Uh, they're looking to get a little bit of revenge there, get a little bit healthier. Mike Williams starting to get a little bit healthier. Uh, so I'm going to take the Chargers uh, minus the five and a half. Uh, and for my second game, is where I get, this is where I'm uh, having a little tough time finding one that I really... I really uh, like going into this week, but 
um, where I uh, decided to land on this for this week is going to be the Bucks minus five going against the Saints. Uh, like I said, I don't. I think the Saints' offense is abysmal. Um, they should have put up more points. James uh, Winston hit receivers in the hands on the sidelines. Should have been two touchdowns there, and they dropped both of them. There's no uh, playmaking ability for the Saints on the outside besides Kamara. Um, and Brady just seems to be dicing up everybody. It doesn't seem to matter who he's out there. So um, we're taking the Bucks minus five. Interesting. Where are you going, Jordan? It's a bold pick, man. Um, first best bet here, I'm going Colts plus one and a half over Tennessee. I honestly think they're the better team. Um, I think Carson Wentz is playing like his MVP self of 2018 when he was with Frank Reich as his offensive coordinator. He's a much different Colts team than we saw in week two, week one, week three. They've been playing some great football. They honestly should have beat the Baltimore Ravens too if their kicker was healthy. I get Colts plus one and a half against the Tennessee Titans at home. And I'm going Vikings plus two and a half over Dallas Cowboys. I like the I like the Vikings here. I think the Vikings offense is very dynamic, especially with uh, Dalvin cooking that extra rest coming off the bye week. I like the I like the Vikings here plus two and a half at home. Nice. All right, so great best bets. We're uh, we're gonna try and get uh, a six and zero. I messed that up uh, two weeks ago, uh, and we didn't. Uh, or at least I wasn't there to hear those comments last week. Um, but yeah, I was that lone loser on the five and one, uh, five and one week. We got to hit a still six and pretty solid, dude. We got to hit a six <laughs> and zero though. Um, and, and we'll see if it's, uh, we'll see if it's this week, but, uh, great long podcast, man. That was a, that was a, you know, we, we spent some time here. Um, thank you all for, uh, for sticking with us, listening good, to APR. Though. Yep. That's the annexation to Puerto Rico podcast. Make sure to check out the website at Taproom Sports Podcast um, slash sorry dot com slash APR where we post all of our individual picks. Don't forget to stop by and subscribe to Taproom underscore Sports on Twitter at Taproom Sports Podcast for Instagram, and uh, you know go check out our Facebook at Taproom and just search Taproom Sports Podcast. Um, we got our fantasy picks. We got some great best bets. Make sure to check out uh, the Taproom Sports Podcast with Jordan and I. Posted for that Monday morning commute where we review the weekend sports and drink some craft beers and review some craft beers too. Uh, make sure to check out the Taproom Sports Fantasy Podcast with Raider Eddie for uh, the best fantasy actions for week eight. We've got TSP wagers out multiple times a week where we discuss uh, individual games and build those best bets from those games. We're in World Series time and what a game it was today. Um, if you like hockey, make sure to check out uh, our newest podcast, Biscuits and Barrels, where I meet with uh, the guys from 90 Second Bear Review to do a monthly NFL, sorry, NHL. Um, I've got NFL on my mind and monthly <laughs> NHL report of uh, what's going on. We are going to be uh, we're going to be doing that recording on the 7th out on the 9th. Uh, so make sure to check a look at that. How are your beers, guys? I know it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was good, dude. dude. I enjoyed it. Yeah, lead dog was good. Was beautiful, I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, some some might hit harder than others. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, uh, yeah it was solid, dude. I enjoyed it. I like I said, I really like that that citrus. Like, it almost like dilutes that IPA you mentioned. Like to stick yeah. to um, different forms of the of uh, the hops, the not yep. so dry hops, right? So I'm gonna look for that in the future. Uh, but yeah, that that mellow citrus flavor is just kind of like refreshing almost. Uh, I think it's more of a summer beer, though, in my opinion. Yeah, 
definitely. Yeah, go with those uh, Citra, the Mosaics, the Cascade hops. You'll you'll like those. You'll definitely like those. And I had the margarita tonight, so how was can't that? Go wrong with that. It was good. It's a little. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd prefer a beer. I'm gonna, definitely going to say that. But um, you know, it You're was counting a, on calories. It was a little, a little. I I moved to a beer too. I moved to a Stone Hazy IPA. Um, <laughs> oh, you went to a beer. <laughs> uh, that ruins my count calories. Yep. Talk. Um, but uh, I mean, I how was I that had, Stone? This was a this was a long podcast. So um, it's actually really good. Um, it's very it's fl- a actually great Eddie, podcast. So. Eddie, I think you'd, you'd like this one. It is hazy. I don't know if you're big on the hazy IPAs, but um, so it is a little bit thicker, but um, it is very floral, very uh, citrusy. Um, nice. You know, it's a, a 6.7%, so it's not uh, it's not nice. too heavy there, um, but it's got Eldorado, Azaka, and Sabro hops, which were not any of the three that I told you to look for. Um, but this would be, <laughs> this would be a, a kind of that floral tropical kind of a nice tropical beer maybe not that citrus that you had but um but it, it's really good i highly recommend this one guys um look for it oh yeah even though it's uh covered in flowers and pink and purple it's, uh, there's it's nothing a wrong beer. with that no yeah, that's good it is a quality beer all right guys so for uh raider eddie for jordan stacks on stacks on stacks lance and for myself big gone ben larson we will see you for week nine Finally, the Raiders will be playing again. Oh, isn't it week oh, eight geez. next week? This is week next week's week nine. That's when we're going to see them again. Yep. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>